everyone, and welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host, Kirsty, and have I got a show for you. We are heading back over to the Married at First Sight Australia world for a mo because da, 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 huge announcement has just come out in the past week that in preparation or probably to build enthusiasm for season eight of Married at First Sight after season seven was a bit of a flop. In terms of Australian ratings, season six was the biggest reality show in Australian history. It kind of took over the nation. And then season seven dropped off quite a lot. A lot of a lot of the hardcore fans really weren't that into it. Although I must say I quite enjoyed it and I loved talking to so many of the casts and getting the behind the scenes look. But even talking to them, it was quite clear a lot of them felt the manipulation and pressure from the producers. So I think that kind of affects how the show is perceived as well when it becomes quite overproduced. Now, I've told you in the past, this coming season is going to be kind of a celebrity, in inverted commas, uh, version of the series. Uh-oh, cat alert. Hang on. There's a cat on my desktop. <clears throat> that's always fun. Oh, Dusty, go away. <laughs> when he's not getting all of the attention, he just can't keep. Relatable as fuck, I know. So, yes, the new season um, I've mentioned before, they've got a lot of kind of pseudo-celebrities. So there's a radio presenter, Bryce Ruthven. There's Booker Nile. She's a singer and keyboardist in the Perth-based heavy metal band Make Them Suffer. So she's joining the ranks. Uh, There's also a former AFL Australian Football League for those of you overseas. Uh, He was a former football player in the Carlton Football Club. His name is Jake Edwards. So lots of different people joining the ranks. You know, we also have a theatre actor a presenter and a few other familiar faces and then joining the ranks mixed in with these pseudo celebs there's a few of us norms (laughs) so a businessman james salsa uh we've got a police officer turned pilates instructor so you know i think it's a, a they've changed tracks and i think Look, it has potential. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But it's certainly nice to see them trying something new because things really did become just way too fake last season and it just wasn't really fun anymore. I find that a lot of the realist moments, uh, we see a lot more of them in the American version of the show that I also cover You know, it's a lot more authentic. um, And look, there's a lot of tension in a relationship and in a marriage anyway, let alone with somebody that you have no idea with. You don't need to manufacture entertainment. So I think it's um, a really good idea to to change tracks and hopefully they won't overproduce it as much because it does get exhausting to watch. The other difference that they're incorporating in the new season is that we have said goodbye to expert Dr. Trish. 
And we enter with 20 years of experience in the field, the gorgeous Puerto Rican Alessandra. Alessandra Rampola. I'm just getting a little excited there because she is a certified clinical sexologist. Look, she is gorgeous. If you don't believe me, hop on her Insta. You'll fall as in love and smitten as I have already. It could actually be a problem for the new husbands. I'm not going to lie. But hey, more drama makes me a happy girl. So she'll be joining the previous uh, judges, John Aitken and Mel Schilling. So that's the news of the upcoming season eight. But in preparation for that, they've actually got people a little bit excited. And I think it's a good publicity coup, actually, because a lot of people did lose hope and interest in the series following season seven being such a dud. And as such... They've decided to do a last minute, it seems last minute to us anyway, it's kind of just all come out in the last week, this Married at First Sight Australia All-Stars reunion special. What the what? What is this? So basically what it is, is a two-day reunion special where some of the all-star cast or the most controversial cast members of previous seasons have been invited back to uh, tear each other apart over the course of two days. (laughs) I mean... Honestly, I'm fucking excited. There has been so much coming up in the news, even in the last week since they started filming, about just people crying, people fighting, elbows being thrown, jugs of fluid, miscellaneous fluid being thrown, people storming out and leaving, the amount of photos that have come out of castmates walking out just in fits of rage and or tears. Um, Look, makes for great TV. Not everyone has approved of this whole experiment. I mean, I'll, I'll play you a voice memo coming up from our girl, Natasha Spencer, who I've interviewed previously. She was a cast member of season seven and one of the most controversial and outspoken cast members I had a chat to her. I asked her how she felt about this whole experience and she's got some things to say. But primarily what I'm thinking resonated with her as well. It's like a lot of these people have come out. I mean, you've heard it if you've listened back to my previous interviews with the season seven cast in particular. So many of them came out of this experience talking about how it affected their mental health. And within a day of being asked, they're like, yup, where do I show up? I'm there. Let's get back into it. Let's get the fights happening again. Let's shoot the shit. Let's cry. (laughs) Like, Let the drama come at me. On the other hand, there's a lot of people who are upset that they weren't asked back. It is a whole shit show and honestly, I'm here for it. The show isn't expected back until 
around late January next year. So we've got a bit of time and it will air before the coming season, I guess, to get us all riled up in preparation for for it. So what do we know so far? There have been filming over this past week and basically it said that it was like a whole last minute decision. The cast were only given a few days notice and lots of people declined, including someone I'll be interviewing a little bit later. He was a member of the season five version. His name is Sean Thompson and he's actually written a Married at First Sight tell-all book after his experience on the show. So the fact that they even asked him back when he literally wrote an entire book ripping the show to shreds and talking about how fake it was is insanity at its finest and also shows that maths just don't give a fuck as long as they get the entertainment on their screens They don't really give a shit how their contestants feel about the experience or what they go on to say. As they say in entertainment, any publicity is good publicity. Furthermore, whenever I say that, I feel like I'm writing a high school essay and trying to fill word count. But furthermore, uh, naturally, Sean doesn't want to come back because, look, here's his story in a nutshell. He got married, married in maths Australia terms, which isn't like the US. It's not like legit, but TV married to your girl Blair. But rumor has it that their relationship was just too boring. The producers asked them to ramp up the drama in their relationship or they were going to be asked to leave at the next ceremony or persuaded forcefully by producers, basically, to both write leave on their card. Unfortunately, only Sean wrote leave, so they were still asked to leave, even though Blair wrote stay. Awkward. It reminds me a lot of when I spoke to Drew from season seven. He was married to Casey and they had the same thing. They had actually quite a pleasant relationship. They were just becoming good friends, but they were told by producers that they were too boring. Um, And if you remember or go back and listen to my interview with Drew, he was actually told to stop laughing so much because it looked like he was enjoying himself too much. Not everything is that funny. And basically they wanted him to be that kind of bachelor, stoic, no personality, but very good looking kind of on screen guy. And he's like, but I just like, I'm just light and easy. Take it easy, breezy. Like... (laughs) I just find things funny. So he's like, I'm not going to change my personality. And they were like, well, if you don't, you got to go. So he found it really difficult as well. He admitted, you know, his mental health struggled. And he, if you remember, actually runs a charity for mental health. He's a huge advocate. He's a very strong guy mentally. So if, like, Drew can be broken by these producers or challenged, I guess is a better word, I mean, anybody can. It's a rough ride out there. 
Anyway, we'll get the scoop all from Sean himself a little later in the show. But basically, there was a relationship switcheroo in which Tracy and Sean ended up dating. Uh, That kind of went pear-shaped when Tracy was caught out sending lingerie text messages to her husband, in inverted commas, Dean. So, look... (laughs) Yet another reason I'm sure that Sean wasn't too excited to go back and see Tracy and face her in the reunion special. They just want drama, 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 drama. And I kind of hope we get it, you guys, because, I mean, what else do we watch reality TV for if not the drama? So basically what is expected is that it's going to be Over two episodes, the first episode that we'll show is the dinner party, similar to what we see in the seasons past. Everyone's going to sit down, have their dinner party that's filmed generally over a 10-hour period and they're eating cold chicken and shit gets wild, they're underfed, they're overboozed and uh, hilarity ensues. And the second episode will be a sit-down with the judges. So, look, it's set to be wild. Let's check out who has been invited back and who will actually be attending. We've got Inez from season uh, six, who... We've got Ines from season six, who is rumoured to be the highest paid contestant cast member invited back. She negotiated a good price considering her mental health was severely affected after the previous season and the backlash that she copped after having an affair with one of the other uh, husbands. Look, everybody makes mistakes, but I think that kind of like online cancel culture abuse hate that people spew behind the screens of their phones or their computers can get really dark but why would you come back i mean i hope she's getting paid a fuck ton i couldn't find an actual number for you i know the base rate that everybody was offered is three thousand for the two days of filming and a lot of people Uh, tried to amp that up and most people got a higher payment. NASA Sultan is the lowest paid just because he took what he was offered and decided not to argue about it. Why not? Still a pretty good number for two days of work or is it? Because he ended up storming off, quitting the show and refused to come back without his own security. So I don't know how much personal security costs, but was it worth it? Who's to say? We have Cyrell. She's a fucking loose cannon and stirring up drama left, right and centre. Jessica Power, another one that has uh, been, been papped walking off and crying and rumoured to be quitting the show. Ryan Gallagher, Tracy Jewell, who is uh was married to Dean Wells on the show he's also coming back and they're part of that whole Sean Thompson kind of love affair trio mess that occurred in season five fun 
Thames. Mark Gana Mata is coming back. She's a fan favorite. Um, we have Michael Brunelli, Charlene Pereira, Ashley Ivan, Troy Delmege. I'm not so sure if I'm saying his last name right, but you know what? Hit me up, Troy. Tell me how to do it. Sarah Rosa, Joe McFarlane, a.k.a. Foxy Jojo, Seb and Lizzie, who were in season seven just past. Although Lizzie, of course, we remember she was also in season six. So look, set to be a wild fucking raid. It's predominantly season five and six stars coming back because they were two of the biggest seasons. And Seb and uh, Lizzie from season seven were the only two asked back from that season. Now, let's get into our girl Natasha Spencer's voice notes. I wanted to talk to her personally and I still hope to in the weeks to come. But she's on a holiday somewhere lovely with her man, her new man. So good on her. Get it, girl. This is what she had to say. I apologize in advance for the sound quality. I am just having to hold my phone up to the mic so that you can hear this. So basically in Sydney at the moment, they are having the mass reunion shot over two days where they have grabbed a mix of mass seasons um, contestants, I guess people that brought the most drama or um, people with the highest following. I think it's quite strange to see people um, back, like Ennis in particular, obviously, even though she was a villain, she got really sick after the show and her mental health deteriorated. Um, it would surprise me that she would go back and rebrand herself to do with maths. Um, obviously, Sarah and Jess are back, NASA's back, and I just think they've done it to create um, drama, and it's great for viewing, but it really surprises me that people would be silly enough to go back and associate themselves with a brand that has done nothing but bring damage to people's mental health, bring, um, you know, obviously a show that's made for, for crap TV and not for love. Um, everyone slammed maths, but here they are going back for round two. I think it's also really interesting to see certain people um, come back that have told myself and um, other brands that they no longer wish to associate themselves with the mass branding um, and yet they are back because money talks. Um, I think it's really great that Cam and Jules didn't take a part in it obviously and they've now got a 10 week old baby and they're more focused on that. Um, I don't know it's just for me it's quite bizarre I didn't watch most of the earlier seasons so there's some people that I don't really know and can't comment on but I just think it's quite unfortunate to see producers um, acting in a bit of a money-hungry way. Um, it's interesting that no one from our season was invited, apart from Lizzie and Seb, but um, I don't know. I'm interested to watch it, but also hope that they all take care of themselves, and luckily it's only two days, um, and they don't get stuck in there for 12 weeks because nobody ever would put themselves through that again. Well, nearly no one. Thank you, Natasha Spencer, for that very fascinating information and uh, back to me in the bedroom I really missed my calling I should have been a radio presenter on like I don't know one of those late night like soothing talk shows where it's the love guru <laughs> people call in they're like 
my this is my uh dedicated to my boyfriend chad i just like i know it's only been a week but i just want to say i love you and i really hope we spend the rest of our lives together um so that's why i wanted to play when a hero comes along because like you saved me i love you chad and the next week they're like this goes out to chad and gloria we're so sorry for the loss of your relationship. We hope you both find another partner and love very soon. I'm going to drop a few spoilers for the upcoming reunion. Um, look, I wouldn't worry too much because it's months away already. And for those of you listening in the States, it could be a while until you see this anyway. But if you don't want to hear some of the spoilers that have come out already, just jump ahead conservatively. I'm going to tell you two minutes from now. So it's said that filming for the dinner party was delayed by almost two hours after the cast all started arguing and going rogue on the Instagrams. Surprise, surprise. The cast was split up into different hotels with different chaperones just to make sure that no one slipped out and they saw each other prior to filming and let out some of their rage beforehand. Look, it seems like there's a lot of rage flying around because Cyrell actually threatened violence against Jessica Power on Instagram prior to filming, probably got a little buck wild at filming. I say probably, but in fact, I mean definitely because during a sit-down chat between Cyrell and Jessica, it resulted in Cyrell throwing wine over Jessica. So we've got that to look forward to. It's believed that Cyrell flipped the F out, accusing Jess of once saying that she only got pregnant to stay relevant. Wah, wah. <laughs> That sound is me being like, I don't know what to do with that. That's a lot. NASA, who was branded Australia's greatest troll, he arrived with his own bodyguard, but unfortunately wasn't allowed to take his security onto set. Sorry, NAS, but you're going into this one alone, buddy. NASA told The Wash that he, the producers begged him to return for the second night after initially refusing to go back. There were pictures of him storming out. And we're told that NASA comes off worse than ever and did nothing to redeem his troll image from previous seasons. Look, it's set to be a wild ride. There's still a lot more to come, I'm sure. It's gonna get crazy. Now, let's get into our chat with Sean Thompson, the writer of the tell-all Married at First Sight book called Married Lies, Secrets Behind Reality TV, Overcoming Adversity and Discovering Transformation. This is going to be good. 
All right, guys, we are back and uh, we're saying happy birthday to our favorite season five contestant, participant, husband, whatever you want to call them. Sean Thompson from season five, Married at First Sight Australia and the writer of Married Lies, Secrets Behind Reality TV. Welcome and thank you for joining me on your birthday surprise weekend. Yeah, thank you for having me. It sounds like a yeah, it's been a whirlwind couple of days, but kind of getting back into reality now, kind of getting over all the big nights. <laughs> <laughs> I am like shocking you back into reality by uh Yeah, I was up. like ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like sleeping okay. it off, feeling good. Yeah. I'm like, hey, what's happened in the maths world? Like, oh my god, don't take me back there. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a nightmare that won't end. It's never going to end. Nah. Well, speaking of the maths cycle never ending, there's been announced this All-Stars reunion special coming out. Look, there's it's predominantly season five and six contestants or cast members coming back. Season five was obviously your season. From your season, there's Dean Wells, Tracy Jewell, Joe McFarlane, Troy Demerge, Ashley Irvine and Nasa Sultan coming back. You obviously mm. had tumultuous relationships with a few of those people. First yep. and foremost, were you invited back? I did get a message on Friday, but I, I, I assume it's kind of like last minute. But uh, yeah, obviously I didn't get along with the philosophy that the um, the show encompasses. Very, um, you know, obviously the Australian version they don't actually try and match you up. They don't actually try and uh, see if you have a compatible partner. It's more about the entertainment value for the the network and whatnot. So. It was good fun, kind of. It was it was fun while it lasted, but that was a few years ago now. So I didn't want to kind of go back there and it would have just teed off. And I know everyone there kind of changes their personality as soon as there's a camera on them and stuff like that. And just would have been screaming. I can imagine what would happen in those reunions. Well, it looks like your imagination was correct just from the photos and rumours that we've heard coming out of the reunion already. Everyone's screaming, everyone's crying, drinks are flying and it's only been two days as opposed to eight weeks. So (laughs) it's pretty epic. Jesus. It's one dinner party and then they have a reunion sit down with the experts. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, with the experts. With the the experts, experts. in inverted commas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The puppet masters. I was interested that they asked you back at Mm. all, considering you had written this tell-all book. I mean, did that surprise you? It did because they probably probably obviously had maybe Tracy there or Dean there. Um, So it probably would have been because of that reason but obviously there's been a few years gone by now i think tracy's pregnant um yeah so there's no real animosity anymore because <laughs> i don't like everyone's moved on from their lives so why try and rehash stuff in the past i didn't see any point to that but yeah um it's it, yeah for the people who wanted the airtime and the airtime, like ryan nasa and stuff like that but 
it would have just like anything, even if it puts their own reputation at, at like whatever reputation they did have, if it damages it further, then they wouldn't even care because they just care about being on air. So it's not where my head heads out at the moment. So I wouldn't see myself um, going in there knowing that they're just trying to stitch me up. So <laughs> there's no upside for me to do something like that again. Yeah. And plus, obviously, the uh, the producers are like, obviously, I, they knew, they probably knew I, I wrote a book and stating exactly what was in the show. The book was also about self-development. I've got to stress that enough because I had a lot of people from the UK messaging saying, oh, it's not even about the show. I'm like, it's a bit about the show, but I didn't, I didn't want it to be a whole book about just whining and bitching about participants. I wanted to have some like self-growth in there and, you know, redirecting your thoughts and your path in life as well. So that's why I put that together. So tell us a little bit about the book, just for those who who may not know about it. Obviously, like you've said, it touches on the maps behind the scenes universe and what that experience was like. Mm. Uh, what yeah. stages of mental health are you covering? Are you covering? Because there was a lot of people that I've spoken to, particularly from season seven, who did say their mental health really struggled on the show. Um, it was surprising to everyone that Ines decided to come back for this reunion because she was very outspoken about how much her mental health suffered uh, after filming. Mm. Mm. Although she was one of the only ones walking out with a smile. So, <laughs> I mean, she's turned it around yeah. somehow. So what do you cover in your book in regards to mental health and self self-development? Yeah, well, that's it. I'll go into like a maybe a portion of the show. I start off with each chapter with a story from my experience within the show, and then I go into the principles behind, you know, maybe some of the decisions that people make when they're in that kind of position, and how your mind kind of shifts. And a lot of people probably would have said, "No way, I would ever do a show like that again." And then they get a call, and they're on the plane the next day. So it it just depends on. Uh, your outlook in life, what you perceive your value is as well and what your values are as a person. And that's what I touch on a lot. And if you have a lot of uh, innate values and you you kind of hone in exactly what you're after and what you're willing to accept within in your life, then, um, you know, you wouldn't put yourself in that position again for sure. So it kind of surprises me that a lot of people who uh, who kind of bagged the show out and straight, you know, straight back on it especially, you know, like NASA and stuff, and massively bagging the show out and then, you know, they're one call and they're straight back there. So <laughs> just for a bit of airtime, like it makes no sense. Yeah, and uh, and a bit of a paycheck, I'm sure. It'd have to be, it'd have, that's, that'd be the first question I'd, I'd be like, how much? <laughs> There'd have to be a well, significant amount of money. From what I read, it was about yeah. uh, three Three grand was the lowest amount they were offered for the two days, which oh, I don't know. That's not too bad. It's not yeah. bad, but if you're putting your mental health online, I don't know. It's a toss. Yeah, up. it's a toss. Just, up. just, just bringing all that bad, bad emotions back from like years ago, especially if you had a bad, like guys like Ryan, where they, they kind of had coasted through the whole season and um, had a really good edit. You know, it'd be a joy to go back because like they got a long very well with the producers and Tara and stuff. But um, the whole thing about the show, and I found that when I got there, they were very, they weren't encouraging of marriages. Like a lot of the production staff, a lot of the producers, you could tell they weren't married and they're very left-wing kind of ideology. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, it's kind of, it puts the whole sanctity it puts the whole sanctity of marriage in, in jeopardy because they they don't want people to get married. They're making a mockery of marriage through the show, and it probably would offend a lot of people if they actually wrap their head around that. Like they don't want marriages to be seen as like a good thing. They're making it kind of terrible in a way. So, wow, I've never but, heard anyone say that before, and it makes a lot of sense. It's kind of like a, it's almost like a fuck you to marriage. It's a, it takes it more as a joke, whereas the US yeah, yeah, version, exactly. the 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 experts on the US version really look. They're not perfect, but they really do believe in love and working on marriage. So that's I mm. guess where the two the two shows really differ. Even with the European versions, I've, I've heard that a lot of marriages, they try and actually make them work. They put a lot of time and effort into the matching process and actually try and do that. Where It's a lot more production-driven, the Australian version. That's why you're you're getting a lot of, like, TV. Like, it's all Channel 9 executive producers of production company, very left-leaning. Mm. And this has been demonstrated over the last year how much this has really happened around the world. And um, it puts it... it those old conservative kind of traditional values that a lot of people have, it kind of makes a mockery of that and they make a mockery of marriage. And like my parents are still being married. They've been married for like 35 years. And it kind of, it puts all that kind of, and especially if people go into that show with a, you know, a real sense of like, they're going to do right by me and they're going to match me up. Like, you know, if you haven't realized by now that what the show is, then <laughs> you've been hiding under a rock, but they're definitely not yeah. there for that. So do you think um, yeah. the show in general should be cancelled or continue but just with the knowledge that it is primarily for drama and not a real love connection? It's it's kind of bad because it impacts like a lot of teenagers and a lot of girls probably watching that thinking that marriage is a joke and I'll never get married. And that for everyone says, oh, that's just political, but the arts entertainment is political because it's being pumped on the mainstream primetime Monday through Thursday on primetime TV. So it kind of gets to a state now where I think back in the days when Big Brother was on and then, like, I think it was Johnny Held or something said, this should be banned. It's not good for, like, the culture to have rubbish like this playing on TV. So and now it's all we have. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of, it's getting to a stage now where it's like someone needs to put their foot down and say, no, this is just ridiculous to have this on at 7.30 at night every night because that's, like, primetime teenagers, kids watch it as well. Well, you so, notice it uh, even in the um, the fashion trends in terms of like people plumping their lips up and the eyelashes and, yeah, you know, people yeah. are, are young people are, and I say that being, you know, an elder who does all of this stuff, but we're very like susceptible to what we see on TV. We think, okay, that's what I should look like. And yeah. you're right, if you're a 16-year-old watching that, it's, it's uh a spiral to disaster and self-loathing. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't set a good precedent for for teenagers. And it tells you, like, disrespecting people, yelling at people at the dinner table, like, for no reason. It's, mm. it's a different environment there. They've got no idea. Like, once you're in that environment with the cameras on, your people would do, because it's all about airtime. You must, like, the people go, oh, it's not about, it is about airtime, because they know there's 20 other people in the room who probably would only get like maybe 30 seconds airtime. And this is like what they've been hanging out for for years. So they're willing to do whatever it takes. They're probably like throw a knife at someone just so you can get airtime. <laughs> I'm not surprised well, if they didn't do that on it. 
I mean, now that yeah. actually did happen in a Real Housewives uh, series recently. So it happens. I mean, but even NASA, NASA told the told Hit Network in Queensland that he had never witnessed such filth or such disgraceful behaviour when talking mm. about Cyrell's actions during filming. So mm. you know, she's out okay. here throwing drinks all over again. Producers had to step in to oh, stop shit. her lashing yeah. out, which is. Yeah. Interesting to me because most of the time, you know, the producers are kind of, I'm sure, poking away at you trying to get this drama mm. happening and then it gets too mm. far out of their control. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of pro- prodding and but, and I'll tell you the truth, there's a lot of people there who if you were to have a one-on-one conversation outside of the, that bubble, they would be perfectly fine people and you can have a conversation with them and you'd actually think, you know, they're really lovely. But it just depends on the situation. They know they're only going to short window there that much airtime they can possibly get out of the show. So, you know, you're going to see some of the, it might bring out the good in people, it might bring out the really bad in people, and I've seen both cases. So, yeah, it is, I don't know what you'd aim to achieve with a dinner party with random people from different seasons besides that. Like, well, there'd be no other... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's no actual because people have moved on, got other lives and married and whatever. So yeah, they probably just have this built up. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna get get as much airtime. I don't. I don't yeah. really. Besides the the monetary aspect of it, it felt like I'd only probably do it if they were paying really really well, and I'd just sit there and have my meal and drink and then leave. Yeah, sit quietly <laughs> in the corner, eat, eat yeah. your cold, cold chicken and broccolini and go home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the 10 grand. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be lucky to get 10 grand, but um, look. Well, that's kind of the, that's the realm that I'd be to even contemplate. Would, yeah, it would even make you contemplate it. Look, yeah. I want to get to uh, – take you back in time a little bit to the days of Tracy. I know that you are are saying everyone's moved on, but obviously they haven't if they're willing to come back and bring up these fights again. She is yeah. pregnant. She has got, you know, a new life. But during your season, season five, she married mm. Dean. She dated mm. you and she was rumoured to have slept with someone else on the cast, Justin. I mean, do yeah. you think she was just trying to stay relevant on the show and is she a huge reason that you're not coming back, <laughs> that you didn't decided not to come back for the reunion? Uh, I didn't, like, I didn't even know. Is she, did she come back to the reunion or not? Yeah, she's one of the official ones invited back. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. Um, see, that's... It was, it was kind of a case towards the end with our relationship. It was a bit of both where we were both trying to get that out of each other to get more relevance. And I'll go into that, into the book as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I haven't spoken or rarely since, um, since it kind of all wrapped up. And I know she's obviously moved on pregnant now. So it's, um, yeah, surprising that she would accept to go back on. Um, I would have thought she had other priorities than doing that but um yeah that's what under the bridge look and dean you know he played he played it up well he played it perfectly to maximize his uh relevance in the show and he probably got opportunities after so you know good on him for manipulating the system and he knew exactly what to do at the time so i wish i wish i back then i 
I knew what he knew because he was obviously in production a bit more and kind of knew a bit more about it um, or researched it a bit more than probably the rest of us. Um, yeah, but good on him. Now I flip back at it, I'm like, yeah, good on you if you can manipulate the system. And Dean pretty much got most of the show revolving around him towards the end there. So, so do, are you suggesting that, that him going for a, a drink with another woman during the season was uh, manipulation. Oh, that's completely, completely manufactured. That right. Thing, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you, you can see it a mile away the way they're orchestrating it, the whole thing. Yeah. It was completely made up. The whole, most of the relationships and the cheating scandals are kind of like agreed upon before. Wow. Um, before it happens. Yeah. Like even if people reckon they've got no idea, they would have some idea. They're not silly. What's the worst production or producer manipulation that you witnessed during your time on the show? Oh, it's just, it, it was just like a comp, it was a, just a consistent, um, I felt really sorry for Blair at the time and I feel bad still that the way that she got treated, um, she was in quite a state first time, like, um, I think it was the first commitment ceremony and they kind of like isolated her and myself. And then they were like, you have to leave. Like, we don't want you on the show. And it's it like, it was like an eight or nine month process to get on the show yeah. to be there for a week and a half. And then being told that you have to leave and actually then they were quite rude about it. She was crying and you know, like, it was like, it's, it's not right. Like, you know, if it's a show about like, and Blair and I, like, obviously we weren't like fully compatible, but we were talking in civil compared to a lot of the other couples that weren't even at that stage. So we, it, I thought it was quite unfair, but um, yeah, it's just, we didn't know. We were kind of, everyone was kind of naive about the whole process and yeah, lessons learned. Don't do a reality show with uh, Channel 9. Yeah. <laughs> or make sure, make sure you have, you've got uh you, you kind of skilled up and you know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, if you're going to do it, make sure that you know, you know, that it's uh, it's all. Just go all out. Just, yeah. Yeah, just go, just be a complete dick. <laughs> <laughs> just go to your partner, look, I'm going to probably like abuse you or scream at you or throw plates around the apartment just to get more airtime, but it's nothing. And you. tell them to bring it on <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah, just pick up shit and start eating me. It'll be fun. Oh my god! It actually that would actually be a lot more fun than the reality of it, eh? Just uh, balls yeah, to the wall, no. <laughs> go crazy. If you said that, if you just said it straight up to your partner, look, we're gonna have to just fucking play it up. We're gonna have to play it right up here, and just get into grants, and then you'd be sweet. <laughs> be the stars of the show. That would be. I mean, I think that's kind of what Stacy and Michael tried to do in season seven. Um, and mm, why a lot of people yeah, it seems didn't, didn't like that season because they because it was so over manufactured and Pete we could see yeah. who was trying yeah. to be the villain and who was yeah said as like the the couple that they oh I thought that succeed. Michael played it up perfectly oh Michael was hilarious he, honestly <laughs> yeah I think he did he, he did it really well but he knew he knew exactly what it was the show was about so he knew what he was getting into and if people were willing to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so how is your your recovery going now? I mean, you did mention you had that self-destructive phase and are you 
progressing well, obviously, in terms of writing a book about mental mm. health and self-achievement, uh, letting go of fear and anxiety. You mm. must be doing well, right, to be able to write a book about it? Yeah, like, um, obviously, this year's been a tough year for most people with mm. COVID and stuff. Um, I was living in Melbourne and had to relocate over to WA for work purposes, but um, it's all, of yeah, I, I'm thinking about the big picture now and, I've got a couple of plans, like long-term plans. It keeps you very motivated. And then once you keep that in the forefront of your mind, it keeps you on track. Uh, so, you know, obviously you have your ups and downs, good days and bad days. It happens. And this whole pandemic thing, um, I don't know, don't get me started on it, but it's, <laughs> it's, been, it's been tough for a lot of people and yeah, myself as well, you know. You've been isolated. I've been in periods there, just isolated for weeks at a time because of, yeah, you had to, but, um, yeah, it's, as long as you've got, as I said before, those values and that big picture goal that we wanted to achieve in that kind of year, that's what I put down in the book. I wanted to achieve it last year and I chipped away at it. I didn't think it was, uh, you know, quite possible at times throughout mm. the period of last year because of, uh, work and whatnot, and just being able to put it down or down on paper. But, um, you just like if you just have it in your mind that you're going to complete that by the end of the year, then it's pretty hard not to do it. Like when you're putting all your energy towards that. So, you know, and a lot of people, and yeah, a lot of people thought, you know, you're not going to be able to write a book in that amount of time or whatever. So I'm like, nah, that's what I'm about to say because I've been trying to write yeah. my bloody book for four years and I'm just like every year I'm like, all right, this is the year I'm going to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found, I found, uh, if you get, if you hold yourself accountable with uh, other people. So I had, I had a, uh, a good editor. So it'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to get this chapter in by this time. And it kind of like made you accountable, if you yeah. know what I mean. So. Okay. That's what I need. Otherwise, if you've got no one, if you've got no one else to like kind of motivate you to have a deadline for this particular goal, then uh, you kind of let it lapse, don't you? Like a lot of us do. Uh, yes. So. That's what I'm finding. <laughs> <laughs> accountability. Yeah. Speaking of accountability, um, is it true that Tracy tried to sue the network after her appearance on the show? Uh, probably. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm interested to find out who actually went on this also, I think. And they would have had the reunion like on Wednesday or something. The dinner yep. party. Yeah, yep. Oh. Ah, that's why they were trying to get in. Yeah. They're trying to get you on there. Last minute. Mm-hmm. Last minute Last drama, minute. Right. as if they didn't have enough. <laughs> Probably because of the gold jacket again. Yeah. <laughs> well, after people are walking out, they're like, "Right, who else can we bring in?" And yeah. Dutch, yeah. like ruffling feathers. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm like, oh, like fifth down, fifth drop down. They're like, <laughs> oh shit, we just had three walkouts. <laughs> Let's get him in. Yeah. Oh, Sean Thompson. Thank you so much. Where can we find your book, Married Lies, Secrets Behind Reality TV, if uh, any of the listeners want to get their hands on it? Yeah. Uh, you can go to my Instagram handle, Shawnee Thompson. Uh, the link is in the bio to my webpage, the official webpage for it, or you can just get it from anywhere books are sold, Amazon, wherever, Barnes & Noble, all listed. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for talking so openly with me and sharing the no, secrets behind reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, guys, it's, it's, it's more of a self-development book as well. So there's a lot of uh, – so don't write in the reviews. It's not about the show. It's, it's I wanted to have a good spin on a bad experience. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. And I mean, I was asking you about the, sorry, just finally about your self-destruction and, you know, after your, your heartbreak, because I had a similar experience, you know, after my seven year relationship broke down and I had some, some loss in my life, I turned to the same kinds of things as you drinking, not so much womanizing, but, you know, sleeping around all that (laughs) kind of stuff. And ended yeah. up going yeah. to, you know, having to do the 12-step meetings and get my life back on track. So yeah. I found that yeah. part of your story really interesting. Yeah, it's in the 12-step program. With the, that's a, based on one of the accountability and taking every day as it comes. So, yeah, um, it's all good stuff. And I'm glad you've got past that as well. So everyone has their ups and downs through life and mm-hmm. it's uh, moving on to the next goal. and. Yeah. And look, if you want to throw a spanner in the works, if your life is going far too well for you, go on reality TV. See how that shall Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Go back and enjoy your party and get some rest. Happy birthday yeah. again. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Well, that's it for another show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Natasha Spencer for giving us the DL. Thank you to Sean Thompson for tuning in and giving me the goss. Look, it's been a big show today. If you enjoyed it, head over to buy me a coffee. I don't think I've covered what that is on the pod before. So just quickly... It's kind of like Patreon, but instead of signing up for a full membership and having to pay monthly, you can just donate a one-off payment of the price of a coffee. And it just shows your support if you're into that kind of thing. So I'll post that in the show notes if you're into it. Um, Please make sure you like and subscribe to the pod, share it with your friends, anyone who's interested in any of the shows that I cover or particular interviews. Join us in the Facebook group. It's so fun over there and it's really pumping. It's grown a lot even in the last few weeks. Just search Reality TV and me in groups on Facebook and you'll find us. And what else? On Insta, Reality TV, and me on Twitter, She's Pernicious. You don't have to remember any of this because I'll put it all in the notes below. So thank you so much and tune in next time. I look forward to talking to you again. Bye.